Hey guys, welcome to the Big Blue United Podcast. My name is TJ Amber, Dan and Colin as usual, and we are back after a couple week hiatus. I don't remember how many weeks it was, but we're in the dredges of what is a boring offseason at this point. So, I mean, how you guys doing and, and what do you want to talk about tonight, I guess, is the question. How am I doing? I'm doing okay. How's Dan doing? I'm doing good. I'm in, uh, enjoying my, my new garments. Maybe we should give that a shout out. Oh, yeah. mm. Do you, do you notice oh, this yeah. garment I'm wearing? Can you, you see wanna... this fabric? Fabric. Is that is that corduroy? Oh, that's a cord. Yeah. Nice. That's a cord <laughs> jacket, baby. I like the cord. I'm I'm back all I know we're all 90s again, but I'm 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 really digging into it. Yeah, man, yeah. I I'm interested in in this 90s fashion like uh at work I I've hired a couple 20-year-old, you know, hostesses to work for me, and the one girl had the whale tail. And I got to tell you I never thought I would see that again. Yeah, it's coming back. Ah, I don't. If you don't it. know, uh, you don't explain know. Explain the whale tail. You know, to you know. Good. Can you explain it though? Just I, for the I can explain it, but I, I sort of want to gatekeep on these these zoomers <laughs> that might not know what it is, <laughs> as they would say. Well, um, I'll, I'll 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 tell you what it is. It's just like when a girl was a thong and then has the straps above her pants waist. Yes. Which back in our day was the thing because you know, our, yeah, but it was trashy. But now apparently it's like. Eh, it was ubiquitous because girls wore lower eye jeans and thongs pretty much no matter what circa 2000 yeah to 2000 well cisco Cisco, you think cisco for that yeah yeah he was the first one who like made that popular he was the first one to wear them too (laughs) (laughs) that's not true colin that's not true we saw i was over at colin's house during the nfl draft and we went to the draft and then like for round two and three we uh, went back to Colin's house, hung out. You went to Giant time. Stadium for the draft. You didn't go to MetLife Stadium, yeah, yeah, or whatever, whatever you want to call it. Giant uh, Stadium, we'll call it that. Yeah. Um, and then, and then Colin and I watched this uh, P Diddy documentary about like a Bad Boy reunion concert, mm-hmm. and it was sort of like a masturbatory performance by P Diddy about like <laughs> his whole brand. And I think Cisco was in there, and mm-hmm. he explained the Thong song a little bit about it. And uh, you know, just. If you guys want to like hear somebody really get up in their own ass, I highly recommend that. <laughs> like a song. Yeah, good music. Oh, hey there, Colin. Doing it. Yeah. The people. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's it was I we saw it. We were like, oh, we want to watch something. We were just so footballed out at that point. That was Saturday night, right? That was after the draft was completely done. And we had it was like Sunday, man. Yeah. So we just were like, all right, let's just go through Netflix and just find. Let's just something. watch some Cisco stuff. Well, I saw Diddy's face, and I was just like, we're obviously watching this. Yes, yeah. that has to be what we're doing. Like my favorite part, like he goes in to see the background band, and like they're just playing the song. He's like, oh, he says to the drummer, he's like, you know, you need more creative fills. I'm gonna give you till tonight to make more creative fills. And they comes back later in the night, and they're playing the song, and he's like, this doesn't sound anything like the record. This isn't gonna work. You're all fired. Yeah. Perfect. Like, oh, you're you're a big here? idiot. And you're basically saying the opposite things. You you stupid man. You. Yeah, I don't know. Um, but let's hop into it, guys. Uh, as usual, guys, please follow Big Blue United on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. You follow us, BBU Podbos of the Z on Twitter. Our, our sponsor tonight is Stitch Fix, which is an amazing personal style service for men, women, and kids that evolves your tastes, needs, and your lifestyles. The experience is not merely curated, but truly personalized to you. So basically, how it works: you sign up. Um, put together a style profile. You pay $20 for your stylist to pick, you know, some clothes for you. You can go on before they send it to you, pick what you like and don't like. And, you know, basically they'll send you a package with, uh, you know, some items in it. Um, if you don't like them, you can send them right back in the prepaid envelope um, that they give you in the package. And uh, 
the more you send back, the more you like it, the more feedback to give you, the better, you know, the fit's going to be for you. And they give you like style ideas on a, on a postcard every time you get the package. So it's not only just like you get these items, like they'll tell you how to like put them together and make a good outfit. So, you know, I've been rocking, I'm actually on my second box, by the way, this is like a good, a good thing for stitch tricks is usually we get these sponsors and I'm, you know, we're, we're done with them, but I love stitch tricks so much that I stay with them. I got a second package mm-hmm. or in this like really sweet, uh, t-shirt i got here and these mavi pants i'm wearing too i won't stand up because uh you know i'm tired from today but these mavi pants i got are made of some really nice material they're like stretchy and good and like fit yeah. really nice like I'm, I'm really into them you know colin you weren't here last week you want to tell us a little bit about like your stitch fitch package you got yeah i uh, i kept everything um i think i the whole like explanation uh section of the website of going through it, it it you know it's one of those things where you're like all right they're asking this question they're asking that question but it ends up being really uh, personalized. I mean, I know that's what they, they gear it towards, but it ended up being very spot on to what I would look for, or maybe even have any new ideas that I, I never thought of before. I mean, every shirt that I got was awesome. Uh, a couple of button downs, uh, the Mavi pants I also got, I don't know if it's the same color as yours. They're like a grayish green. Amazing. Funny enough. I had uh, another pair of pants that were similar that I just threw out because, you know, the, the hole in the crotch situation, it got too out of control. I wore those pants to work, had to get rid of them. Not a week later, this package showed up and just directly replaced those pants. So they're and, wonderful. The Mavi pants are awesome. Oh, yeah. They're like they're it, so it, nice. like I've never had like a kind of stretchy material, but it just yeah. feels right, you know. Yeah, and I, I threw in this was the nice I, the, the nice touch here uh, I think was was great. I added at the end. It's like they ask you for some comments uh, of uh, what kind of sums you up in a way that would give your uh, stylist an idea of what what to go for. And I was just basically like, I, I I grew up a pop punk kid. I there's some aspects of my style that still remain that way. And they sent me the sweetest pair of Vans I've ever seen with a really I cool love those shoes, pattern. man. Yeah, yeah, they're sick, and I. I you know, I, they're great. I'm going to wear them. I, I've already have worn them. They're, they're wonderful. So I haven't gotten another box yet because I think I'm going to, I'm going to like uh, stagger it. It's going to be like every couple of months I get rid of a, a, an article of clothing. I'll probably hit up them and, and kind of see if I can put anything together. And yeah, yeah. That's like a thing I love about stitch fix is that like, if you don't want to get a box every month, you could just go right online, right into your profile and just be like, pause. I'm going to skip this month. Yeah. And you don't have to keep anything. And I think that's the most important part for me is like they can send you a package and you might not like not like anything. You just send it right back. Give them the feedback that you want and they'll send you something better in return. And if you don't want to do the subscription too, like you can just order stuff, which is called Stitch, Frick, Stitch Fix Freestyle, where you can just order anything you like, you know, based sort of on your style profile that the people have been working on for you. So, I mean, I, I think it's a great service. I, I'm really enjoying it. You know, guys, please check out stitchfix.com. Oh yeah. And uh, you know, check it out. I, I mean, I think we all really like it. Yeah. One of the better, one of the better sponsors we've that we've ever had, in my opinion. I feel absolutely. Absolutely. Uh Giants guys, what do you got? What do you want to talk about? Should we should we just jump into like DeAndre Hopkins sort of news here? Yeah, I, yeah, sure. You can lead with that. I, I I'm paying no mind to it. He's not coming. So I, I don't care. Yep. Uh yeah. same. I yeah. don't I don't think it's happening. Uh don't think it's that's wise financially. Don't think we could do it financially. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I it's, mean, it's just it doesn't make it wouldn't make sense with how everything they've done leading up to this point. It just mm-hmm. seems like uh, it's a name that everyone recognizes, 
and there's nothing else to talk about. So people trying to get views and likes on Twitter, keep uh, posting like cat baity topics or baity pictures of, of him in giants jerseys. Yeah. Um, (laughs) It's it. uh, Hey, it's apropos for what this kind of year or the time of year really is all about. People are running out of, out of things to talk about. OTAs have been fairly fun to hear some news here and there. It's always good to see some, you know, touchdowns thrown, interceptions had, what have you. But, you know, it's it's a lot of um, – I think this time is really big for the camaraderie building for the team itself. And, unfortunately, that's not something that the fans like us get to see. And that would be something I'd pay to see. I, I mean, that's what you – we are intentionally kept away from because that's the very uh, intimate nature of being on a football team. But, you know – you got you got to be uh, got to be excited about something at this point, and and seeing guys running around in in you know a quarter of their uniform is is kind of fun. I, guess. <laughs> I mean, I think people get excited about the DeAndre Hopkins thing too, but I think like people are just so like jumping on like the Giants need a number one receiver, the Giants need a number one receiver, but like they spent a lot of their money in this offseason just like picking up you know a lot of talent, a lot of speed. I think we've seen like from what we heard that they want to run a chief style offense through Waller and like kind of have the like big tight end and then the speed on the outside. So the giants aren't Deandre Hopkins away from winning the super bowl. So why, you know, blast your cash on a dude for one or two years. Who's 31 years old His best football football is behind him. It just seems like a stupid idea to me, but yeah. if you want to talk about OTAs, the only thing I want to talk about is Daniel Bellinger's, biceps yeah jacked Jacked man yeah that's all we're talking about um i think i think it's probably going to be a ped test coming his way pretty soon yeah (laughs) but also think worth it um i mean dude you we 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 get waller and he's just like oh all right hitting up his trainer gotta get in there i gotta you know they had they had big plans for him regardless. Yeah. It's going to be a two tight end kind of offense. You're going to see both of them on the field a yeah. lot. Well, he's forcing the issue with yeah. the arms like that. And guys, I, I know you probably don't know, but when you have arms like that, people treat you differently. It's something I deal with all the time. <laughs> when when, when the weather guys, gets like, warmer and I start wearing t-shirts, people just act differently around you. And it's, <laughs> you know, it's something guys, I forget, but, you know, it's also nice to have. Yeah. With, with, the, with the current, like, pass catching group we have like where do you see everybody kind of lining up like a pre-season you know obviously we're going in OTAs so we don't know everything that's going to go on but like do you do you think they're going to run like a lot of two tight end sets with like Waller and Bellinger I think of like Waller's gonna be more like put out wide or where do you think like the 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 people are going to sort of land in this offense as we go forward I, I think with all the pieces that are being added I don't know if they're it, it's going to be like a you don't know what's coming kind of thing you might see Waller being split out as the X wide receiver. And then all of a sudden you see him in line and you see Bellinger all the way out. I think it's going to be one, one of those things just to screw up defenses. Um, you know, whether they end up passing out of that or maybe they'll, they'll do runs out of that. I think it's going to be completely, you know, uh, you're just not going to know what's coming. And I yeah. think that's going to be part of the magic of uh, trying to defend this offense. And if, you know, the guy who holds the ball besides our, our new center uh, most of the time does what he needs to do. Um, you know, I think it could be pretty damn exciting. Um, I don't know. Yeah. I, you got to think yeah. having Waller out there is going to open up running lanes for Eric Gray, which is what you know I'm envisioning. <laughs> um, but it's hard to 
pro- project really where people are going to line up when you don't know what they're going to do as far as building up their biceps the rest of the offseason. You know, what if Jalen Hyatt comes in with guns blazing like Daniel Bellinger? Uh, Is he going to play tight end? Is he going to play running back? I, I think that's that's going to be the magic of this offense. You're going to see uh, John uh, Michael a lot Schmitt, of biceps uh, taking taking the ball from underneath Daniel Jones. He's going to be snapping. They're going to switch. Someone's going to be the center. Someone yeah. else. Is going what to be if the, center. the belly boys start getting biceps? What if they become belly boys with biceps? <laughs> Just cut up. You better better watch out, Chiefs. Next year in the Super Bowl. That's all I know. Oh, belly boys with biceps. Triple B. <laughs> no, but like I mean, the, the I mean, this the, the, the yeah, it's the triple triple B threat, triple B records. To, you have to admit, like the Giants' offense is is much more exciting now, like going to this year than maybe it, it has been in a couple of years for you guys. Like you have absolutely, to think so, right? I mean, you, Jalen you guys Hyatt, come on, yeah, love that. A lot of speed. It, Paris Campbell, Jameson, did Jameson Crowder get signed? Was that another one? Or yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, a lot of speed. Uh, what was it? Slayton was like. Let let the Ferraris out of the garage, man. I'm like, well, he wants maybe, to do a shuttle run. Maybe you like, like the, the, uh, the NFL. Yeah. <laughs> maybe like 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 the 2001 Civic with the with a turbo in it out of the garage. But you know what I'm saying, you know. No, I think it's a little more than a Civic at this point. It was it was like an '89 broke down Civic for the last ten years. So let's <laughs> let's move on. I mean, easy on the Civic hate, fellas. Uh, Mister. I mean, Saturn broke down neon over here. Wow. I mean, Saturn was uh, was a, a fine vehicle. Oh, all of our first uh, cars. I mean, you guys both own a car. I don't even own a car now. I don't really I technically own one. My wife does. Um, I'm just saying, you guys have been hating on the Civic, and you guys are driving Saturns and and, and Neons. So oh, don't, don't uh, throw yeah. stones. When I'm you going strawberry picking in Long Island next weekend, and I I rented a Civic. Dan, I got no hate. Good. The new yeah. Civics are pretty nice. Yes, they uh, are nice. Yeah, yeah. You should get yeah. one. Uh, you want to buy me one? No. Well, then, yeah. I bet you could afford it. Mm. I don't know. <laughs> Kids are expensive, man. Yeah, they sure are. They property sure taxes, are. too. Um, oh, property taxes. Uh, yeah, I don't know, guys. Like, I kept trying to, like, bring us back to the Giants, but you just keep – every time I try to go back in, you just keep taking me out. Well, I mean – But this is these are the things that are affecting Giants players right now as well. They're faced with their day-to-day life. They have to face their – wives and families pay their taxes living in New Jersey, most likely. Yep. So it's all related. You know, like I really didn't think about this this way, Dan, but you're making a lot of sense to me right now. You know, the off season for this pod should just be like how the players feel. So hang out with your kids. Yeah. Wonder how you could like pay less taxes and then, you know, mow your lawn. Right. This is where we all are. Don't get too woke. Because that's what's going to be the downfall of this country is everyone getting too woke. Um, All right. You're going to move to Florida or you're going to stay in Jersey, bro? <laughs> yeah, yeah, really. Uh, I'm just saying we have a lot of players that listen. I feel like this kind of discussion is what can make you know our bond and our chemistry with the team even greater. I, I know all the new players are probably listening to our pod. So I mean, letting know. them know that, that we know what they're going through in the offseason is something to build upon. Right, I, I, right? I don't even know what happened. Me? Like I thought, I thought, I thought we had a a thing. I'm just talking we about talking the things about. that are affecting our world. <laughs> Muscle. You want to talk about politics? Let's talk about politics. No. Man. I don't want to talk about the Giants. Like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, one of the most care. important things, like how being woke is bad. 
Because that's important. Well, you know, def- <laughs> what, when you ask Ron DeSantis to define woke, what Ron DeSantis says is uh, acknowledging that disparity exists in the world. So is yeah. that really such a bad thing? Like, is is saying where Florida goes woke to die? Then like, yeah. you're going to woke. We're acknowledging that people should be treated equally in Florida is where it goes yeah. to die. What are we doing? <laughs> I mean, this is why you can't send your kids to public schools, guys. Oh, my daughter's <laughs> going to public school next year. She's going to turn woke. They're going to turn her woke, man. Oh no! Yeah, oh no! It. This is what I want, though. This is what I want. <laughs> um, I would prefer. I, I'm what? just saying, like I, I like as you get older, you get more conservative. But I would prefer my daughter to be like the most liberal person for as long as she can be. But then at some point, you sort of have to like realize that you know life isn't isn't full of idealism. Life is full of you know reality. You All right, Billy, deal with that. You have been drinking today. <laughs> <laughs> well, you f-ing brought this up, Dan. Oh, you hey. <laughs> I'm wow. stirring the pot. I'm stirring the pot, baby. All I right. was like, I was asking about OTAs, and now we're cursing at each other. No, no, you're cursing at us. Yeah. You know, he can't <laughs> handle it. He's a snowflake, dude. Um, um, just right. TJ so, the snowflake. So now I'll bring him back to the Giants. I'll bring him back to the Giants. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm going to say this right now. I've already been thinking about it. The more that I see pictures of OTAs by the day, and I see Jalen Hyatt in that number 84, I want him to stay that number. And he's not going to, and it's going to suck when he changes it. It's going to piss me off. Okay, quick question. What's the last number you want to see him wearing? Oh, that is a great question. What would be the ugliest number on him? You know, well, I, I, well, here's the question. What is so What's it's, available? It's teens, 80s, and singles. That's what you can have. Yeah, and for- assume he, he'll try to buy someone out of their number so he can. Uh, huh. I mean, probably, Come. I don't know. I thought 84 was bad, but on him, it's starting to grow on me. So I think I any know. number will grow on you. Well, what, what do you think would be bad? I don't know. Um, like 17? I don't know. He looks like a 17. I know, but that's why himself? I like it that he's an 84, because <laughs> he's not that. <laughs> yeah. Um, so like a, like a, like a thick number wouldn't look good on him is what, what you're saying. You guys are always so obsessed with the numbers. Like Dude, I never understood the, this no, throughout TJ, our lives. Like TJ, I just don't get it. The aesthetic of sports is important. Mm. It's an important aspect of sports. Do you remember not when like, grasped it onto we had, this, we had this friend, Andrew from Australia. He came to New York and stayed at my house. And like, we were talking about like how we enjoyed football teams, uniforms. And he was just like calling us all kinds of names. Like, I don't get the well. You care about the fit, and the fit, and the fit. And he fit. wasn't. I he mean, wasn't too woke, was he? Uh well, that was before woke was a thing, Dan. I think. Right. Also, right. I th- I see what you're doing. Stop egging me on, okay? <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, I don't know. It's, but I'm just saying, just... like, who cares about the the number? I just hope Jalen Hyatt can run a whole route tree. That's hey, my hey, hey, whole thing about him. Don't shut me down. We can't talk about anything else at this point in the off season. I'm going to talk about his goddamn numbers. <laughs> How about that? What about the uh, the an anonymous uh, scout or coach that was saying he's got uh, attitude issues? Uh, you see that comment that came out? Thank you, thank you. Like, who, where does the where does this crap come from? It, is it really that they're all in the same spot as we are that they have nothing else to talk about? So, so they make this bullshit up. I don't get it. Yeah, no, they don't like, make it up. It's just like one interaction. Yeah. And then you judge people on one interaction and yeah. it's like not fair to them. And then because you're in a 
media centric sort of environment, like that shit needs to be blasted out to everybody. All of a sudden. Ah, it's, it's, it's like, Oh, Jill and Hyatt, Jill and Hyatt like was tired one morning. Didn't really want to talk to me. So he, all of a sudden he doesn't have what it takes to be in the NFL. Exactly. You know, nonsense. Bullshit. I, mean, I think, yeah, everything we've heard him say personality wise hasn't rubbed me the wrong way. It's exactly no. what I want to hear from. I love him. I, I love the guy. I love the guy. I think he's going to be, I think he's going to be great. Like I'm and, super and, excited for him to be on the team. And further, I, I, something that also gives me comfort and in him on the team is I saw a tweet from his father the other day. Yeah. I uh, forgot his first name, but he was asking the best place to get a sandwich in Hoboken. Nice. Cause he's looking for a real, you know, New Jersey, New York style deli sandwich. So he's cool. asking where the best delis were and people you were know, steering that, him in the right direction. That's the first thing you should be asking him to New York is like, where's the pizza? Where's the bagels? Yeah. Where's but the that was sandwich? the thing that also I like, like someone was like, Oh, you got to go here for pizza. It's like, yeah, yeah, I know pizza's on the list, but I'm looking for a sandwich. Cause I heard they're amazing. Yeah. And you're right. You're right, dude. Yeah. You're, and you're going to be pleased. I went yeah, to yeah. like a, a nice um, pizza place in Dumbo today. And my, my daughter wanted a slice. We got her a slice and she ate the entire thing. I never oh, seen yeah. her eat her whole slice of pizza, but authentic pizza, Dan, you okay. know, cause you're pretend to be Italian, even though you're American, just yeah. the same way Colin pretends to be Irish, even though he's also American. So oh. you probably know more I mean, about Italian cuisine. My family's than newer to the country, does, but... you know, but you know, <laughs> considerably. See, yep. You know, uh, hates immigrants too. We got a bunch of uh, Florida people. Uh, I'm married to an immigrant. I am married to an immigrant. You, you guys, guys are. I do not hate immigrants. The, you know, I don't care how the jerseys look. I don't care the numbers. Like, so what they do on the field? Forget how they look. Just what deliver. Act like you've been there before. Do your job. Jeez, TJ. Colin's yeah. mad because I'm cursing, but like this episode hasn't gone off the rails already enough for you. <laughs> like me saying. Is like the, the one thing for you. Let's keep it going. It? Let's totally ruin it right, right now. Let's end it. Let's end this forever. Let's uh, no, never no. do it again. <laughs> I mean, come on, don't get too crazy there. We're gonna we're gonna talk about uh, what I would do want to talk about is um, Chris Sims putting Daniel Jones at number eleven on his quarterback list in the NFL. That's pretty high. What do you guys think about that? Where does where does Daniel Jones land on the on the top thirty two quarterbacks in the NFL for you guys? I think you know where I stand. I think he's around 15. Yeah, that's right. Somewhere. Uh, 11 think, is too high. I think 11 is a projection for this year based on the strides he took last year. Yeah. So if he continues to progress in the way he did last year and, you know, adds 10 touchdown passes, mm. then for sure. Um, yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. But sort of the, the hard, stats the stats that look at how far he actually threw the ball are just not where he needs to be to be a top 10 quarterback yeah you know, his I, average I, depth of pass being but like, you know, less you, than six yards Dan, and, let me ask you a question do you ever feel like he's judged like a different way than lamar jackson might be and lamar jackson's running means more to his stat line than daniel jones running means to his and why do you think that is dan uh i think probably because lamar jackson's running ability is something that other other teams coach around um, I mean, Daniel Jones had 700 yards rushing last year. Like, yeah, but it, 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 they were some of them were designed runs, sure. But he, he's not. It's it's also not the same. I mean, Lamar Jackson is an athletic. How is it not the same? Because Lamar Jackson's a better runner, more dynamic runner, can do different kinds of runs, can break down a defense uh, differently, um, is more creative. 
uh, can work outside of, you know, the play, like Daniel Jones success last year was getting the ball out really fast. Wasn't, you know, creating so much. I, I it feel wasn't like third reads. It wasn't like free wall, free ball. Exactly. Out Thank there. you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it's, it's just uh, lemons and limes or oranges and apples or something like that. Hey, can he, can he run? I mean, for Absolutely. Lack of, but not the same. Yeah. For lack of better things to talk about, do you guys like think that he might take a, a step forward as a passer as you go into this so. year with like the new, the new, you know, sort of squad we have available to him. There's a lot of talent at yeah. the pass catching positions at this point, as opposed to last year, you know, I think, I think so for that yeah. and confidence. And if he doesn't, then that's a real problem. Um, but I don't see why he wouldn't progress incrementally, at least. I mean, it's the second year in the offense, too. You'd have to imagine that they'll try to build on what he uh, was good at last year, um, maybe add some wrinkles here and there, especially with the, the newer people that are surrounding him, probably do things that they wanted to do last year and just were completely, for lack of better words, no pun intended, hamstrung uh, by the lack of talent. Um, and I think, I mean, you know what Dable wants to do. He wants to open it up. He probably wants to throw him completely in the fire and say, do this offense, prove that you can either stick around or that we're going to have to look elsewhere after this season or the season after. So I think it's the training wheels are going to be completely off and he is going to be able to either walk himself off the team or into the history of this franchise. So I think that's, that could be. It's it's going to be huge. I mean, last year was fun. Don't get don't we can't like forget that it was a fun year. It was a surprising year. Went way further than we should have. But I think this year we got to see some consistency. There's it can't be that you know same old Giants from the last ten years. It's it's got to take that next step, especially with trying to make it a little more of this hybrid uh, Chiefs Bills kind of monster that uh, is definitely the goal. Um, yeah, I, I the the players are here. I think if it's some if people stay healthy and uh, he puts it all together, it's gonna it's gonna be a big step. And yeah, eleven is a little high, but I don't think it's absurdly high either. It's attainable, but he has to continue building with what he did last year. So I agree, Dan. Yeah, man, I, I don't disagree. Like, if Daniel Jones like doesn't even take like like a small step, even just a small step, I think that this brings this offense to like a whole nother level. I think Saquon comes in healthy, always going to be the crutch of this place. But as you're bringing in, you know, Hyatt, Wandale is back, uh, you know, Jamison Crowder, Paris Campbell, who who I'm really excited to see, Isaiah Hodgins coming back. So maybe you don't have like this definitive sort of ideal number one two three wide out situation but like you have a lot of talent on your team and you have a lot of ways to put people out in different positions like especially bringing in bellinger and waller so i i couldn't see why the offense would be better and i think like the defense as well you know moving forward like you know wink martindale needs press corners we got a dory jackson we we uh got you know uh tay in the first round and i think you know cordell flott is a guy who might stand up i think uh what was the guy who we got in the uh Sixth round there. Oh, uh, Hodgins, Trader, Trader, yeah, I forgot their names. Either way, I think he he has potential to come up too. I you know, I really hate that people have been hating on the Giants off season, and I've seen them ranked 29th. Oh, yeah, what was that? Bill, that Bill Simmons article is absurd. Bill Simmons, who's a guy you know you might respect as an NFL writer, he's been doing it for a long time, but 
you can't deny that this team is better. And with this coaching, I think that it really all falls on Daniel Jones' shoulders. Is exactly where it falls. Wait, Simmons wrote an article. Well, not was it Simmons or was it uh, was it Barnwell? or whatever? He's on a podcast, whatever it was. Oh, I don't remember what it was. yeah, uh, Barnwell. Barnwell. It was Bill Barnwell, Barnwell did uh, a ranking whatever of offseason. Yeah, moves. and he crapped on this. He said he's like, yeah, well, it was mostly derived from the the Daniel Jones contract. Yes. Which you know is is a point of contention, but I don't necessarily yeah. think it's it it could be good potentially. I don't know. Yeah, and I think that's yeah, I think that was factored in. I think yeah, I think it was mostly around that move, and then just sort of filling holes and not you know yeah uh, continuity was involved. was a big was a big uh, point of contention here. Ba- and ba- by the way, Barnwell's a Giants fan, which he doesn't talk about at all. But in how, the do, you, early how days, do you know that? Because I've been reading him for like. 15 years um, well, like, let me in ask the early you, days like, he, he was a giant like last year family. last year i'd say we we're filling holes but this year i feel like you're you are bringing in talent though no sure no yeah no for sure but i mean it's also filling holes because <laughs> every wide receiver they brought in filled a hole yeah uh everybody in the secondary they, they drafted filled a hole um you know Bobby, the, the linebacker or Kirk, or Kirk filled K, a definitely hole. filled a hole yeah like <laughs> everywhere was holes um <laughs> Uh, and I think, yeah, he also sort of didn't think the Okereke contract was very good yeah, based on the other yeah. linebacker contracts. That's like the one thing I've seen maligned in this offseason is that contract. But I feel like, yeah. you know, that position is becoming more valued in the NFL as tight ends become more athletic. And I think you need to have a guy who can cover in space at like your off ball linebacker position. Yeah. So I don't think paying a guy $10 million a year to like cover tight ends, which is something that's killed us yeah. in perpetuity, basically. Like, I think it was just a bad in comparison to the other linebacker contracts. But I, th- what I think is the Giants liked something very specifically about Akarake. Agreed. Probably his leadership and like his mental acuity uh, to like be the leader of the defense right off the bat. I mean, Tremaine Edwards got paid seven. What did he get, get paid? Like thirteen million a year. I mean, yeah, not much more. And then he, and, he got paid more. Akarake got paid second, and then like yeah. Uh, but what's in the other guy? Uh, yeah, the guy from the Eagles got paid yeah. like trash three million or something like that yeah, yeah, yeah. i mean and, and not that it it matters that much because it's just one day but speaking of of okarake i mean he, he had two passes defended today um and that's not i don't feel like you've heard those kind of things from a middle linebacker for us in years and i know that's not game situation or what have you but uh, it seems that he's done that uh, a bunch in the last couple of years as well as having over 100 tackles every year for the last two seasons so is he probably a little bit uh, more of an athletic and by a little bit more, probably a lot more athletic version of uh, um, Martinez? Probably. Uh, well, you, he can need, ha- you need a safety at middle linebacker these days in the NFL. Yeah. I that's mean, what six, you need. One, two, and he fills that. He fills that role. Yeah. That's, that's kind of, he's right there. Let's see if he can, he can keep it going and build on that too. I mean, yeah. the Giants blitz more than I think two or three other teams last year. So I feel like, now you have like Tay Banks on the outside. You have Adoree Jackson on the other side. You have like some good cornerback play. You have a good middle linebacker who can sort of cover, uh, you know, the tight end possibly. And then just let him rip, man. I love Wink's defense. You know, I think it's going to be positive. It's funny you should say that with the with the blitzing. We might even see less blitzing because I think he leaned on it more last year than he than he wanted to because of the the uh, the way that. He, the defense was set up and the injuries and all that kind of stuff. I think he was just trying to get people's faces to cover up a lot of deficiencies in the back. So he might change it up a little bit. Don't get me wrong. It's wink. He's going to be 
he's going to be blitzing like a like a crazy person. But it might be different. I I, I think uh, especially with all the down linemen we're getting um, for uh, in the interior defensive line, I think that's going to change things up too, especially stopping the run. Uh, I I just I want to speed forward in this this off season so bad. It's like yeah. It's What's the next forward. thing to look forward to in the off season? Is there anything other than we're doing camp. OTAs now, which we like you know yeah. sort of like didn't mention specifically, but touched on in a lot of this conversation. But uh, I mean, yeah. I mean, training, training camp, camp starts at the end of uh, July. That's, <laughs> July. Yeah. that's the next uh, yeah. marker, and you know it'll be quick. I mean, it's already June fifth, but. Oh, I, I want to get going now, and I want to. Yeah. I want to see. Some, I want to see some videos. I want to. I mean, all these clips that they show now—it's just so vanilla. You don't. You get nothing from it. It's funny. Yeah, there's nothing. There's nothing gained from OTA reports. To be no. honest, actually, oh, one, I, of my, one, one of my favorite things was uh, Giants Life Two when they were like at the uh, combine and texting Dexter Lawrence or like mm-hmm. FaceTiming Dexter Lawrence. And blah, blah blah. You heard part of that conversation, and then you go to Giants Life Number Three after the draft. And then they go back to the conversation. Joe Chain's like, call your agent. Tell me to get this done. Yeah. You know, after they had signed the deal, like I, I find that very fun, you know, yeah. and something we could speculate on just in the vein you guys are talking about, you know? Um, I'm just looking at pictures. I don't know if you guys saw the, uh, the giants rookie tour of New York city. It's like, it's, it's adorable. It's, it's great. They're getting pizza. They're eating your, you know, eating local. It's, it's nice to see the camaraderie there. Um, our, our new center looks like uh, he, he doesn't look like a football player. It's pretty funny. He looks like just this. Yo, that this... dude does not belong in New York City. It no, just looks he, so it, weird to me. It's bizarre. <laughs> but it's cool. I don't know. I mean, I know this stuff is just so, like, throwaway, like, who cares? But it, it's, like, it's good to see this kind of stuff and imagine, like I said before, the camaraderie building. I mean, that's just so damn big. I don't. I think was there today where they were. I was in the exact same place today. Where they um, go, Grimaldi's? Uh, no, they were on the on like the Brooklyn Bridge Park, weren't they? I meant where they get pizza. Yeah, I'm not sure. Yeah, Grimaldi's probably it's right up the street. Yeah, which is which is good. Yeah, yeah, it's it's. They it's built good. a bar right in the middle of that pier. By the way, the Brooklyn Bridge Park. There's just a bar, like square bar. It was like hmm. the first time I ever saw it, and we go down there a lot too. I'm just hmm. like, what a great idea that was. Can yeah. I work there? Do you want to? You're not hot enough. You must clean up. <laughs> you must clean up. I don't know if you guys know this about me, but I'm like the best of all time at bartending. Yeah. The best. I do. We actually do know that. <laughs> so, like, if you put me on the pier by myself, I'm just, like, going all day. You need to get on uh, Daniel Bellinger's bicep plan to, to yep. work that Oh, bar. yes. Yes, I do. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I, I would yeah. need uh, I need a little help. Uh Little biceps. Maybe Dan- Daniel Bellinger could be my bar back. How, yeah. How, yeah, my question is, how do you how do you work liquid into muscle? Uh, you know, uh, you just pump it, Colin. You pump and pump and pump for as long as you can, and eventually things just work out for you. And when you think you can't pump it anymore, pump you more. Keep pumping it. Uh, keep yeah. doing it. Yep. Yeah. You might not be strong physically, but, but as long as you're pumped. strong mentally. You can yes. succeed. <laughs> if you put if you put your mind to it, anything is possible. And you can think for yourself and do your own research. <laughs> yeah, do that's you know what that's the most important thing is do your own research. <laughs> if you I have your own it. ideas, 
You haven't done enough research yet about them. <laughs> I think that's Somebody it. else is going to tell you you didn't figure it out yet. Yeah. Dan, you got to stop doing this because yeah. I can go on forever. <laughs> You, Dan, I love you got in the middle of the episode is like just totally me like shitting on Ron DeSantis and cursing and you like got me really bad. And yes. you know, it's great. I love yeah. it. Colin is upset right now, but that's I'm not what upset. I was I'm not upset for. at all. No one's listening to this either. I mean, I'll hear it from my mother later this week. Oh, well, what was with TJ? Guys, watch our numbers spike. <laughs> this might be a new podcast we're doing. <laughs> Yeah, I don't give it. You know, you know, I don't care. Colin, I was American I was politics the through the lens of the New York Times. I was saying the F word. Colin's face when I said the F word four times in a row, <laughs> he was just looking at me. He's like, "TJ, well, what why are you doing this? One is why fine. are you doing this to our precious podcast that we worked so hard to build?" And really, when he says that, like, it's got a point. We used to have a like a shitload of listeners, and we don't have so much anymore. And I wonder why. <laughs> I wonder why too. All right, well, we don't at that point, enough. guys, I yeah. feel like thanks for f- listening tonight. Um, <laughs> this is the Big Blue United podcast. My name is TJ's Colin and Dan. We follow us at Big Blue United uh, <laughs> BBU Pod Boys with a Z on Twitter, Big Blue United on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. And don't forget to get down that stitchfix.com. That shit is great. <laughs> you guys have a good night. <laughs>